This is Shelby Hansen, and you are listening to episode 80, From Shame to Self-Compassion, How to Do It. Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. I have been coaching a lot recently and I have noticed something that is really common with the women that I speak with, I coach with, I interact with. And a lot of this is that you ladies don't understand just how much the emotion of shame is impacting your current energy levels. And I really want to talk about that today because it's not something that we took a class in high school or even college about, about how this impacts your everyday life and what you can do about it and how you can break free of shame. Some of you aren't even aware that it's shame that you're experiencing. You just know that you feel terrible in your body. You don't know why You can't get yourself to do the things that you want to do. You want to be this great mom to these amazing kids that you have, and you can't figure out why it's just not working. And a big reason, like I said, is that you're not understanding just how much shame is playing a part of your everyday life. Okay, so I think to start off with, we need to examine exactly what is shame. Shame is an emotion. And if you've been around here for about 0.2 seconds or longer, you recognize that the way that I define emotions is that they are energy in motion. They are vibrations, sensations that you experience in your body, and they are created by your thoughts. Now, when something happens in our lives, anytime something happens, We have the automatic programmed thoughts that you've been thinking for forever, the patterns that you've been in, and your entire neurology, all of your nervous system that I also speak a lot about, is constantly scanning for danger because your brain's main job is to keep you alive and keep you safe. So if you are interpreting what's happening around you because of past experiences that you've had when you didn't like the outcome and it didn't feel safe for you in those moments, little things can trigger your nervous system to interpret that this is a dangerous thing that's happening. And it might be as simple as trying to find one of your kid's shoes when you're late 
for church. This can trigger, this is not safe. I'm in a survival state. My body is feeling terrible. And each of you has different ways that this shows up for you. And it's one of the things I love to dive in with my clients about is how does your body feel? Exactly what are the physical components of what's happening in your body when you are experiencing a survival state of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, or shutdown are the most common ones that I talk about. Okay, so why am I talking about this? We're going to go back to shame. Shame is an emotion. It's this vibration that you experience in your body because of the thoughts that you're thinking. And it's so much easier to go into a state of shame and to stay in a spiral shame when you are in a survival state. You will feel shame and it could be different survival states that are that you're experiencing the shame in. This is why it's so fascinating because your body was uniquely designed before you were even born. They have amazing studies of things that happened before you were even born that impacted you. You can look into the entire field of epigenetics. There's also what events happened in your life, how you interpreted them, how your caregivers interpreted them for you, all sorts of things. And because of this, your neuralgia, your entire nervous system is completely unique to you. And so that's why it's so important to understand how shame impacts you personally. And that's how you can get through shame, which why would we want to even get through shame? Well, when I talk to all of you, it feels terrible in your bodies. It makes you want to run and hide. It's a low energy vibration state. It makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. So I was even thinking about this. I'm like, this was the very first emotion I think that was actually even introduced to Adam and Eve when they, after they took of the fruit, Satan told them that they were naked and that they should run and hide. And that was their first thing was that they did listen. And when they felt shame that they had done something wrong and that there was something wrong with them, that they should hide. And they listened to that instead of turning to God, they listened to shame and they listened to the the adversary telling them there is something wrong with you and you need to hide this. Now, why is this bad? Because then it starts that shame spiral, that negative self-talk starts coming in because you think that if you just talk badly enough to yourself, tell yourself enough terrible things about you, that you're going to avoid the bad thing that, or being bad enough to never feel the emotion of shame again. And the funny part is this kind of does work sometimes, which is why we do it. You think that if I am just good enough, if I'm just a little bit better, if I'm perfect enough, then I won't have to experience this. And there is short-term relief in that. So your brain wants to do it again, because your brain wants to be efficient. If it, if your brain chooses a certain action and it doesn't lead to your death and it gives you a little bit of a dopamine hit, it's going to want to repeat that over and over again. Your brain is efficient and she wants to keep doing what she's doing because it has worked. And she has come up with the conclusion over and over again that there's something wrong with you. So she's going to keep going back to that pattern 
It's like when a computer program keeps making the same coding error over and over again. The system gets overloaded and slower because it can't clear out the problem and it just gets more and more efficient at making the same mistake over and over again. This is why it's so annoying when you go to get tech help, when you call somebody because your computer's not working or an app's not working and they tell you, oh, just start it over again. They want you to turn the computer off and start again you need a hard reset. And the good thing about life is that things are always constantly in flux. There's always going to be another crisis that arrives in your life to give you a hard reset. And those hard resets can get you out of the shame spiral because your attention is diverted to something else. But the problem is if you don't have a strong antivirus program in place on your computer or whatever to prevent those system errors from happening again, then the cycle is going to repeat itself. So rather than trying to solve the problem only when it happens, I'll give you what to do in the moment. That's going to happen today. But the most powerful thing that you can do is to have a strong prevention plan in place. That's why we start doing early intervention as with my background as a speech language pathologist, we do it so early. If I can start working with a kid on like maybe articulation, saying their R's or their S's when they're really little, like three, four, five, six, seven years old, it's a lot easier to correct that than when say they're 12 or 13 years old. Or I even had a client, a speech client once that was 20 and she was able to do it, but she had to really think about it really hard and to, and to put a lot more effort into it than somebody that does it when they're a younger age. So same for you. The earlier that you can recognize when you are going into a shame spiral, the more efficient you're going to be able to handle it. The most important preventative measure that you can take is to learn how to befriend your nervous system and all of your emotions. Knowing that shame may want you to hide, but that is not the only option. You have so many choices and a lot of those choices are on what to do next. You have choices of what to do when you feel the emotion of shame. You have a choice to create safety with the emotion in your body. And when you're friends with shame, shame is safe. How you feel about the emotion of shame will direct what you do next. Okay. So we talked a little bit about how shame can, can show up. That's a lot of SHs can show up for your nervous system state. So because you are unique and your nervous system is uniquely programmed for you, this is a little bit of an experiment and it's kind of a fun experiment to see, Hey, what does my body do? And how can I learn and understand her a little bit differently? Just like you maybe have explored in the past, what's my favorite food? What's my favorite color? You can take that same approach to looking at this through the lens of your nervous system. This is part of what I teach my clients is how to understand internally what is happening with your body and how it affects your energy states. Because being aware of your nervous system and how it's impacting you and how you feel in the bo- in your body, that's the first step to getting your energy back. When you can name what state you are in, you get a sense of control and power back over something that you may have felt like such a victim to. 
I know I speak to so many of you and you tell me that everything is fine. Everything was going really well. I was feeling maybe a little stressed out. And then my husband said something or my kid called or they whined or I'd realized I'd forgotten to do something that I promised somebody I'd do. And all of a sudden your energy is just gone and you can't figure out why. Being able to identify your nervous system state is key to helping you to understand and to begin to see how shame is affecting how you feel in your body. Okay. So let's look at it. Some of you might be feeling a flight response when you feel shame. If you feel like you want to run away, escape and hide, and you start to feel an escalation in your heart rate, you start to breathe a little bit faster, maybe you feel the blood pumping more, like your body is gearing up to run away, you might be experiencing flight when you have the emotion of shame. Or shame can trigger a freeze response because you want to do something, but you don't know what, and you're in a stuck state. That's a big part of what freeze can feel like for some people. Or it can lead to a shutdown with lethargy, just like all of the energy is gone. You feel brain fog and extreme lack of energy. So this is the part where it can be so fun, like I said, to just experiment and say, what is it that I'm experiencing when I am thinking there's something wrong with me? What's usually... Usually the the thought that precedes shame is what is the matter with me? What why can't I just get this? What is wrong with me? And if you are asking those questions, truly you're telling yourself there is something wrong with me, which creates the emotion of shame. And if you are adding in like why are why am I even thinking these thoughts to begin with? could be that you are in one of those nervous system states. You're not feeling safe in whatever has happened. Your brain that's scanning for danger has found a dangerous scenario. And so now we're in survival states. And of course, brain is going to offer all of these thoughts. Like there is something wrong with you. You should have done this better. How could you let this happen again? Why are you doing this? Brain's going to offer that because we've decided that from all of the the environment around you, that this is not a safe situation. So what do you do? How do we get out of that nervous system state? Okay. First thing to do is to understand that your body feels like she is under threat. That is why she's in fight, flight, freeze, fawn, or shutdown. She is trying to survive. That phone call felt dangerous. The kids not doing their chores felt dangerous. The expectation of showing up to church on time or being late to church felt dangerous. Even if it doesn't make sense, it makes the most sense because it simply means that you're doing what you've always done. Your brain is efficient. She's decided that all of these things are dangerous. She goes to the default answer that they're dangerous And the reason why you're experiencing this is because there's something wrong with you, but that's a lie. And this is why it feels so terrible and you want to resist it and avoid it because your brain can see conceptually that it's not dangerous. Your brain has made an error in judgment. So instead of telling yourself that there's something wrong with you for feeling this way, we're going to do something 
different because nothing has gone wrong. Your body is working exactly how she was designed to do. So far, she's been programmed, just like the computer program, that says, go to shame, spiral, repeat. So you are doing a hard reset, like we reset our computer, by being aware of your nervous system state and adding in self-compassion, okay? So self-compassion looks like becoming aware of your nervous system state and telling yourself that you are safe. Because in this moment, you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be able to be thinking about these things. Think about times when I really have been in danger. I'm in fight, flight. I'm so focused. I go and I do. I don't even have time for the drama. If you have time for the drama, you are actually not in a dangerous spot. Or if you are, you need to remove yourself from that. We don't want to stay in places that are dangerous. Your body is mobilizing you so that you can escape the danger. However, if it really isn't a dangerous place, this is the moment to let yourself know with loving kindness that you are safe right now. And thank your body for responding how she's supposed to. She is trying to protect you from danger. Thank her for that protection. Your body's trying to save you from the danger. It makes sense that she has gone to shame. It makes sense because of the way that you've interpreted this danger in the past. But now you're going to do something different. You're going to allow shame to exist in your body. You're not going to tell shame to go away. Just let her be there. It's safe to feel how you're feeling. You can tell yourself these thoughts. It's safe to feel how I'm feeling right now. It's safe to be me. It's safe to enjoy my life. And it makes sense that I feel this way. I don't need to change. I can be me. I like being me. And I'm grateful for my body for taking care of me in the best way she knows how. So thank you for being here for me, body. You're doing a great job. Then you're going to move into ways to help regulate your nervous system that you've developed and that you like and enjoy. And these are the tools that I love helping my clients develop. They have a toolbox of activities that they enjoy doing when they are in a survival state. The best way to know which tool to use, and if you are curious about how do I, how do I learn about these tools, that's exactly what I teach, Okay. So how to figure out which tool to use in the moment, I always invite my clients to ask this question. What is the next most loving and kind thing that I can do for myself? It's a very powerful question. And that is how you go from this shame to self-compassion. You recognize, okay, this situation happened in my life. And I am experiencing, if I'm feeling shame, it's likely that I'm experiencing some sort of nervous system state. I don't feel safe in this moment. So am I in fight, flight, freeze, fawn, or shut down? Okay. Now, second step after I become aware of it is to add the self-compassion, add the understanding that it makes sense that I'm doing this. My body is trying to protect me and I'm grateful to her. And then from that place, I want to go make sure that body feels safe by adding in nervous system regulation tools. 
that can be a whole nother podcast. And I've added them in throughout the podcast. But if you take yourself through that process, that's going to help you when you are in the shame spiral. But not only that, it's actually going to help so that the shame spiral is not as severe. So it doesn't happen as often. And when it does happen, you know exactly what to do. Okay. I hope that you have an incredible week. And if you try out these techniques, please let me know. Let me know in the, sh- in the podcast. You can leave a review in the podcast, or you can send me a message on Instagram. I'm Shelby living vibrantly on Instagram. I would love to know how these tools are helping you today. All right. Have an incredible week and I will see you next time. Bye. Are you ready to welcome in vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a fatigue recovery call. We'll get on a call and I will share my three-step process for getting your energy back personalized, especially for you. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.